0: Welcome to the Vodcast. You're probably aware Congress has been up in arms about the TikTok app, including holding hearings several days ago. There are two primary assertions by government officials. One is the app is a national security threat. The other is that it's causing emotional health problems for America's young people. But since those claims are coming from politicians and government officials, we always have to ask whether those assertions have any basis in reality. And if they don't have any basis in reality, What's really going on? The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. TikTok's CEO, Shu Chu, appeared before a congressional committee. The hearing began with Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers saying the app should be banned, and she and her colleagues were disinclined to believe anything Chu said. Okay, then why are you holding hearings? Before I share my thoughts on the hearing, let me address the claim I see a lot on social media, that TikTok in China uses different algorithms that promote subjects like science and other intellectual endeavors. That is an inaccurate claim. TikTok is owned by a company called ByteDance, headquartered in China. But TikTok doesn't exist in China. It never has. Years before TikTok came to the U.S., ByteDance introduced an app in China called Doyen. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. When Americans cast Doyen as the science and intellectual version of TikTok, they have no idea what they're talking about. Do you want to know what the biggest thing is on Doyen? It's live stream selling of goods and products that allow purchases to be made in-app with special discount. That's Doyen's big claim to fame in China. That said, individual users can use Doyen in the same manner as Americans use TikTok. However, because the Chinese youth culture is considerably different than the U.S. youth culture, content posted by Chinese youth is considerably different than the content put up by American youth. Chinese parents have... (laughs) very different expectations of their children than do parents in the U.S. So silliness and frivolity are not strong traits in Chinese youth. The other thing that made Douyin so popular in China is its face filter feature. There is a huge amount of stigma associated with female facial features and the shape of a woman's face in China. Douyin was the first social media app to offer users in China the ability to change their facial features, the shape of their face, and overall complexion. So it became very popular with Chinese women. Because China is a totalitarian state, companies operating in China must be obedient to the government. Because of that, Douyin is required to have restrictions in place for young people that do not apply to its adult users. Users under 14 years of age are only allowed to access content government overseers consider child-safe whatever that means, kids can only use the app for 40 minutes each day and cannot use the app between 10pm and 6am. But, to be clear, such policies don't just affect Doyen. In 2019, the Chinese government restricted online gaming for everyone under 18. People under 18 can only play online video games for one hour on Friday, between 8pm and 9pm, and only for three hours on the weekend. The government also mandated that all online gamers must play under their real names so platforms can fulfill government requirements of checking up on the user's gaming habits and reporting them to the government. Chinese state-controlled media has referred to online gaming as spiritual opium and an electronic drug. I share that with you to make the point that ByteDance isn't involved in some communist conspiracy in which Doyen shows Chinese youth wonderfully healthy content while TikTok works feverishly to destroy American youth. It's nothing like that. Doyen operates within a strict totalitarian regime, and TikTok operates in a free country where users view what they choose rather than content shown to them by mandate of government. That's it. There's no conspiracy. No plot against America. Here's a question for you to ponder. Do we want America to be like China? We often refer to government actions with the phrase, big brother. Obviously, that is not a positive descriptor. Do we want to open a new chapter where government will also be big parent? I find the idea of the government acting as a parent to be revolting. You're literally talking about making a thoroughly immoral institution that lies nearly 100% of the time and literally murders millions of people around the globe to ensure corporate profits a parent to America's children. Do you remember all the propaganda, the disinformation put out by the government during 2020, 2021, and 2022? Do you really want that institution acting as a surrogate parent for American children? In terms of national security, one of the claims being made by congresspersons is the Chinese Communist Party could force ByteDance to insert content, casting the Chinese government in a positive light to Americans during a time of conflict between the U.S. and China. (laughs) What Congress is referring to is the possibility of China inserting disinformation into TikTok. Or, perhaps... Congress is concerned TikTok will spread truths the United States government doesn't want Americans to know. Here's my problem with Congress's disinformation angle concerning TikTok. In 2020, 2021, and 2022, the U.S. government knowingly, willfully, and intentionally put out massive disinformation. If Congress was truly interested in stopping disinformation, where's the hearing on what the United States government knew about certain big pharma products as early as January 2021? kept incredibly important data concealed, and public officials got up in front of the American people and lied to all 330 million of them. Where is that hearing? Unless or until I see that hearing take place, my view is any pitch by Congress about disinformation is just more, more U.S. government disinformation intended to manipulate you. Right now, there's an ongoing court case called Missouri v. Joseph R. Biden Jr. Despite the federal government's attempt to get the case dismissed, the judge allowed it to continue, and numerous executives from social media companies have been deposed, along with high-ranking government officials, including Anthony Fauci. During Fauci's deposition, he testified, I do not recall, 174 times, and, I don't remember, at least 212 times. I'm pretty sure the American people know that when government officials say, I don't recall, it's an alternative to lying, which would get them prosecuted for perjury, which is a felony. Government officials pretending not to recall during sworn testimony is so common in D.C. that it even has a name, the Potomac Two-Step. And make no mistake, if Fauci was talking to the media or giving a speech where he isn't under oath, he'd just lie. Under oath, he has to pretend he doesn't remember before I continue, please take a moment to subscribe to this channel, like the video and share the hell out of it. Also, if you have not set yourself up on Rumble, do it at the end of this video because Rumble is the leading competitor to YouTube and YouTube removes truth and promotes lies at the behest of the United States government. In other words, YouTube partners with the government in suppressing facts and spreading disinformation. By contrast, Rumble is all about free speech. Rumble is where you want to be. In Missouri v. Biden, here's what one of the attorneys for several of the plaintiffs said recently concerning the deposition of Fauci and others. Quote These depositions further confirm what other discovery in the case has already demonstrated. Dozens of members of the federal government, including unelected bureaucrats like Fauci, orchestrated a campaign to shut down debate about COVID-19-related subjects, and they deceived the American public on issues ranging from the lab leak theory to the efficacy of masks to protection offered by natural acquired immunity to whether the vaccines would prevent disease transmission, close quote. But you'll note these depositions are taking place in a civil suit, not a congressional hearing. So again, I ask, if Congress is truly interested in disinformation, where is that hearing? I'm far more concerned about the massive disinformation put out by the United States government than I am about possible disinformation on TikTok. Let me also remind you that the vast majority of Americans get their news from the mainstream media, and the mainstream media is the enabler of and can co-conspirator with the government in spreading its disinformation. If Congress actually has an issue with disinformation, it should start by banning U.S. government disinformation. And again, I point out, China has never attempted to harm me physically or economically. That cannot be said of the U.S. government. Further, if the government is concerned that pro-China content will be shown to American TikTok users, ban it then. Discussing banning it for something that hasn't happened and may never happen sounds like a contrived excuse to me. Let's go back to Congresspersons at the hearing whining the TikTok CEO wasn't providing proof concerning his answers to their questions. Did any of those Congresspersons, or any other Congresspersons, demand proof when Fauci or Walensky testified before Congress? We have hard evidence that Fauci and Walensky lied to the American people time and again, yet Congresspersons didn't complain that Fauci and Walensky weren't providing proof for their statements. In other words, Those congresspersons didn't demand proof from known liars, but whine that they're not getting proof from a man testifying before Congress for the very first time. It seems congresspersons are pretty selective about when they whine about proof. I should also point out that in the days since Chu's appearance before the committee, none of those congresspersons have claimed anything Chu said was false, nor has the media. Perhaps more significantly, while the committee members were whining that Chu didn't provide any proof for his statements, not a single congressperson on the committee provided any proof for their accusations. But politicians are ethical and never lie, so they don't need to provide proof for their claims, right? As I close on the issue of disinformation, keep in mind what William Casey said at his first staff meeting after being appointed director of CIA. In that meeting, Casey said, quote, we'll know our disinformation campaign is complete when everything the American people believe is false. Close quote. Casey made that statement back in 1981. So, which government is it that's been talking about inundating its citizens with disinformation since the early 1980s? But TikTok is the problem. Another claim is that TikTok is gathering user data. You know, like every other social media app in the world? I've read TikTok's terms of service, and they're no different from any other large, successful social media company. Of course, in the case of TikTok, Congress's heartburn is China's Communist Party might demand to see American user data. That's part of the narrative that it's a national security issue. Perhaps you can explain something to me. I ask because no one in Congress can explain it. What are the national security implications of the CCP knowing I go to the gym every day? What are the national security implications of the CCP knowing I go to the post office or the grocery store, Walmart? I also visit some of the animal rescues around town. What are the national security implications of the Communist Party knowing that? What are the national security implications of knowing I live in ketosis and eat carnivore style? Every few weeks, I drive about an hour into Vegas for business and do some shopping. The national security implications of the CCP knowing that is... What? I occasionally post photos of my meals and my pets. What is the national security implication there? I've published books on law and physiology. What are the national security implications of that? I have a lot of tattoos. I shave my head. I wear glasses. What are the national security implications of the CCP knowing that? I occasionally post reviews of shows I watch on Netflix, Apple TV, or Amazon Prime. The national security implications of that are what? You get the point. And here's the thing no one in Congress or the public has been able to explain how the CCP accessing such meaningless information constitutes a national security threat. In fact, no one in Congress or the public has been able to explain why the CCP would even care to see such meaningless information. No one has explained any of that. Ever. They simply say TikTok is a national security threat and no one, including the media, bothers asking how such trivial personal data constitutes a national security threat to the United States. This reminds me of the COVID situation, which the media did nothing more than serve as a propaganda arm of the U.S. government, never asking any questions that true journalism would have required. Just like COVID, on this subject, the media is obediently parroting the government's position without asking any meaningful questions. I don't know about you, but my view is that whenever the press falls silent refuses to ask government officials tough questions on a subject, it means the government is hiding something, or flat out lying, and the media is covering for them. That's what I'm seeing with the TikTok issue, just as we saw with COVID. When it comes to the issue of an app, any app, gathering user data, I'll support banning TikTok when Congress passes legislations prohibiting online companies from providing data it collects on U.S. users to U.S. intelligence services and U.S. law enforcement. Why is that? Because I don't fear the Chinese government. The Chinese have never attempted to harm me, physically or economically. I can't say that about the United States government. Let me ask you a question. In your entire life, has the Chinese government done anything harmful to you or yours, or attempted to? Another claim is that TikTok harms the mental health of American youth. That assertion is being made to conceal something more disturbing and dangerous to our youth than any social media app. In order to do that subject justice, I have a separate presentation on the work, so I won't be addressing it today. For today, I'll simply say that high-ranking congresspersons know exactly what's driving the U.S. youth mental health problem. Because they don't want to damage trillion-dollar U.S. industries, they're distracting you from that truth with claims the problem is social media apps. We've talked a lot today about disinformation. Now, I'd like to offer a simple way to inoculate yourself against two of the worst areas of U.S. government disinformation. The first is the 60-year massive disinformation program by the United States government to inculcate in every American the false belief that Congress imposed the income tax on the ordinary working American. The second is the lies, the disinformation the U.S. government has spread concerning nutritional physiology, resulting in the U.S. being the sickest society in all of human history. Let me be crystal clear with you. If you believe Congress has imposed the income tax on the ordinary working American like you, you desperately need to read Income Tax Shattering the Mist because you have bought the government's disinformation hook, line, and sinker. The good news is there is a single book that will forever blow that disinformation away and you will be forever free of the false narrative you've been brainwashed to believe. Don't you wish you could know the truth? You could utterly destroy the government's disinformation on a given subject by reading one book? Once you are free of their disinformation, the false belief they've inculcated in you without you even being aware of what they've done to you, then you can decide what you want to do about it. The same is true for why Americans are the sickest people on the planet in all of history. You can read one book and forever blow away that disinformation with which you've been programmed for the last 40 plus years. One book, body science, will destroy the disinformation they've inculcated in you without you being aware. Body science then lays out for you, in an easy to understand manner, the true nutritional physiology that's been intentionally hidden from you your entire life. Once body science has blown the government's disinformation out of your mind and you can see the true science with your own eyes, you can then decide what you want to do about it. To blow the government's disinformation out of your mind and discover the truth, please go to drreality.news, drreality.news, and pick up a copy of Income Tax, Shattering the Mist, and Body Science. You have my word, they will be two of the most fascinating books you have ever read. The link is in the notes. Also... By purchasing Body Science and or Income Tax Shattering the Mist, you help me to continue to be here for you with these thought-provoking presentations. Please share this podcast. Thanks for being here. Take care.